0: This is Chris Sosa with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm pleased today to be joined by Dr. Robert Root, Associate Chief Medical Officer at of Michigan State University Healthcare. Dr. Root, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me. Can
0: you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background?
1: Sure. Well, I'm a pediatrician by training. I went to medical school at Michigan State University College of Osteopathic Medicine, and I did my residency training through MSU E.W. Sparrow Hospital's Pediatric Residency Program. Practiced a general pediatrician since graduation and, uh, and over the last three years, uh, been serving as the Associate Chief Medical Officer for MSU Healthcare. And uh, in that role, wear a variety of hats, but engaged in various aspects of patient access to care, quality, peer review, among other duties.
0: Uh, what are the biggest issues you're following in healthcare in 2023?
1: Yeah, I think we're coming off the heels of the, the COVID-19 pandemic, and particularly in pediatrics, we're we're also in the midst of the viral respiratory infection surge that we've seen through the fall and the winter. And I I think I think that's really highlighted access to care issues and a need to continue to evolve our care models best meet those needs uh, for our patients and our communities that we serve. I think that's one of the biggest things I see in in 2023 going forward. That's going to be a big, big, important thing to tackle. I think that's that's created more strain on our healthcare systems. Um, I think uh, not only in the hospital, but in the ambulatory settings, you know, so I think we need to look at some priorities around, you know, how do we um, enhance access? our communities and evolve here.
0: What has the discussion revolved around in regards to increasing that access to care?
1: Great question. I think it's going to be have to be multifaceted. Um, we're going to have to look at leveraging different technology to help meet patient needs, uh, whether that's via telehealth platforms or partnerships with different healthcare entities. I think that's also expanding our partnerships within the community. One of the, the kind of the growing concerns amongst that that's the care has, has been mental health concerns. And so I think working on um, expanding partnerships with the community, helping our patients tap into the community resources to seek out mental health care needs is gonna be an important piece here. And so that's part of that conversation. Uh, I think as we, we move forward here.
0: Uh, What are you most excited about in the healthcare space right now? What makes you nervous?
1: Well, I I think, you know, I'm up here in Michigan, so I'm kind of excited uh, about the spring Um, and just uh, trying to get some warmer weather. We still got a good amount of snow on the ground up here. Um, I'm hoping that as we we go further in the spring, we see the, the surge of viral respiratory infections subside and we can kind of... Pivot to some warmer weather here, and, and 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 that may actually help allow a little bit of better access to care, just because this, the the viral respiratory surge is, is so overwhelms um, our ambulatory care providers and and hospital settings. So I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm in general just very excited about the future of pediatrics and seeing how we tackle the evolving care needs that exist in our community. Yeah, so I think those are things that kind of excite me. The things that make me nervous is just continuing to support our care providers, our RNs, our care managers, the social workers, our healthcare receptionists, and healthcare assistants, supporting all the care providers of our team as we continue to kind of tackle all the, the needs of our patients.
0: Uh, Dr. Root, Michigan State students were victims of horrific shooting in February. And you know, leaders host listening session in the wake of the tragedy. Uh, on that note, what steps are most important in advancing the healing process in the wake of such a traumatic event? And how does Michigan State Healthcare help its personnel handle these situations?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking that. Obviously, it was a horrific event, very tragic and sad experience for our community. And we continue to pull for all the families who were impacted by this. You know, from MSU Healthcare standpoint, leaders within our team and within the Department of Psychiatry really pivoted quickly, mobilized a lot of community uh, resources for all members of our community, but our students, particularly our faculty and staff, because this is such a traumatic event. And in order to have healing, we need to be able to kind of tap into those resources. So we've been working hard to ensure that our community has all those resources, our students have access to those resources, whatever they may need as they continue to grieve and heal during this period of time. Um, We've focused on just trying to have some strategies amongst, you know, talking to our younger patients, our pediatric patients, how to talk to younger kids about those things. So we've created some dialogue uh, examples and stuff like that to help support them.
0: Dr. Root, where do you even start when you're trying to explain to a young person what has happened in a situation like this?
1: Well, I think we, where you started, you, you check in with where you're at, kind of processing this thing and make sure you're in a good space there, kind of understanding where you're at. I think you start with, with simple open-ended questions and you, you're checking in with your child or your patient, you know, asking what their thoughts are what they're feeling, kind of trying to tap into those emotions from there. I think you give them space to, you know, and, and time and maybe silence even to give them an opportunity to kind of say what they're feeling. I think that as we continue to move forward, we we don't forget that. We keep kind of circling back to that and seeing how those emotions and those feelings are evolving. I think that's an important part of it as well. You know, making sure Our patients, our children know they have a safe space to talk about these things anytime they want, I think it's an an additional important element to that conversation.
0: One month after this horrific event, what is your sense of how the Michigan State healthcare system, as well as this community at large, is how do you sense that they're recovering from this, and how resilient do you see the community being?
1: I think the first thing I would say is our community came together in a way I've not really ever seen, but it was so positive. And I think that will only serve to drive our resilience here. And and I've seen a, a great sense of resilience amongst um, everyone in our community. I think we still have a lot of healing left to go, and I, I think that's to be expected. But again, I think our community really pulled together, really bonded it around a Spartan strong mentality to support one another, to acknowledge how challenging and, and how tragic this experience has been. And that has stood out to me in a way you know, that I, I could never have kind of imagined. Um, and so uh, I'm optimistic with that kind of community togetherness uh, that will continue to show great resilience in the wake of this tragedy.
0: Obviously, no one would wish any of this upon anyone, uh, but now that you have uh, gone through this with your other healthcare leaders, what advice do you have for others in your position?
1: So I think this harkens back to trying to be prepared. You can never predict this. You can never imagine it happening, but being ready for it, thinking through that process will help a community be ready if there is an event like this. And I think that entails... How do you mobilize resources to support the community, particularly mental health resources, mental health providers, counseling, therapy, et cetera? I think those are critical aspects to being able to respond effectively and efficiently and quickly in the wake of any kind of event like that. And I think it goes back a little bit. Again, this is going, I guess, a little deeper here, but I I think... You know, again, it goes back to, to access to care, especially with the mental health crisis that we're, we're experiencing, I think, in our country right now. I think that the mental health crisis has really put us on our heels a little bit, and it's forced us to be a lot more reactive than maybe we would like to. And in, in medicine, we always want to try to be preventative and provide preventative care. So I think as we move forward, one of the things we should be looking at and prioritizing is how do we pivot to a more proactive strategy to address some of the mental health needs, you know, in our communities, particularly with our pediatric patients. That's something I really have an eye on um, as we move forward. And I think it's a it's a critical step that we need to take as pediatric providers.
0: Dr. Wood, it was a pleasure speaking today. Thank you for being so open with us.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me.